Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This week we are on episode six and we have arrived into the amazing country of Thailand. And yes, it is actually quite popular with people from Ireland. Um, Yeah, it is. I think over the years I've heard of many people venturing there as it's kind of a stop off for Southeast Asia exploring or, you know, into Australia and bits like that. But it is definitely a country worth visiting. And the people are super friendly, amazing um, kind of uh buddhist temples like beautiful uh, structures um and then like you may have safaris as well so i visited uh bangkok so i flew into bangkok and very very bustling city um and then i flew up the north to an area known as chiang mai which was much more peaceful um beautiful temples again and um very peaceful and lots of safaris and really good food um so we'll talk a bit about those and also i'll give you some updates i go of course on the bees the pollinators the vegetables the growing you know what's in season in ireland right now and um yeah some environmental hacks as always so we can better respect and restore our beautiful home planet earth um also a big thank you to my patrons last week we had a get together on friday um you guys i presume you're listening in um they all came to visit me well some of those residing in Ireland, obviously, um, to my people out foreign, I thank you so much. And hopefully one day you can come to visit me and that would be amazing. That'd be super cool. Um, the more the merrier. And um, yeah, we had a wonderful evening and I hope you all enjoyed. We explored nature. I showed um, the growing. Um, we did some bits on the bees, some bees basics. And we got to try the honey, we got to look into some frames, I got to show them the bees where the honey was from and um, yeah, we got to go through the tunnel and look at all the different things that are flourishing right now and um, I always find it funny um, uh, when people say stuff like, (laughs) welcome to the tropics, Um, so it's kind of funny when you go into the tunnel it is like may like not mayhem but like you go in and you're like whoa do you know there's like cucumbers hanging off the roof there's melons hanging off the the what do they call the kind of trellis um it's just it's crazy inside there and then there's things growing all over the place sometimes I don't even know what's growing I'm looking under plants and I'm like oh there's like 20 chilies under there (laughs) so um I actually need to get drying chilies as well because so many of them have grown now that uh yeah just to keep them just to keep stuff good over winter as well so I've been drying out the onions and bits like that but yeah we'll have a little chat about that later so that's just a thank you from me to the patrons for coming over I really appreciate your support and if you are listening and a regular of this podcast and you would like to uh, support my message and work uh, you can join as a patron on patreon.com slash catch kate and yeah join in on the mission and help me 
um, with the pollinators um, and all of that. And also an opportunity for me to say thank you for the honey. Um, it was an amazing, uh, I couldn't believe the demand on the honey really and everybody has loved it. So really happy to share that and as always there just wasn't enough you know and we have to respect our bees in that sense where we don't take too much um so yeah just really glad that I could share that gift and also to my patrons who have purchased honey and vegetables along with supporting the podcast that's like it's I value that so much and I appreciate your support and I can't do it without you and yeah like it's so important we have this kind of work in the world and that it grows because our planet needs help and humanity needs help and we have to realize that we need to protect the very place we call home and we want to keep it habitable um for us and nature alike so thank you from me for supporting and if you can support head over and join as a patron okay guys let's get going on our adventure to Thailand. So as I said, I flew into Bangkok and my impression on arrival was, holy moly, um, it was intense, uh, a lot going on. But you know, I had this expectation and I kind of knew going into a place like that, it would be a little bit chaotic with the, you know, the population numbers and just, the busyness of it all and all the buildings and all of that but um I remember I stayed in like super 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 like fancy hotel like a five star and it was super cheap like the, like the stuff you can afford over there like a five star hotel there is like you know a very 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 average B&B price here you know it's just it's amazing the difference in um value of stuff you know so yeah flew in there and then like we even had like a swimming pool up on like the top deck where you could like swim and look at the whole city um just really that kind of yeah it was a good experience but realistically like it's not really for me but it it was a good experience in that sense and just really good food like they've loads of shopping malls and it's really well built and uh very catered for the tourist or the visitor um, so I would have visited the Grand Palace there, which is an amazing um, complex and you have like royal residences and royal temples and they're just divine structures. And, and before I visited there, like as always, you have to cover your shoulders and your knees, if I remember correctly. And um, I remember going and running up to like a street vendor and being like I need a pants I need a pants and literally like the palace was about to close like you know it was five minutes beforehand and I bought the pants for like ten dollars threw them on and ran in the gates um yeah so it was pretty um it was kind of funny in that sense but yeah got in the doors um but if you ever visit there just make sure you cover your shoulders and and knees out of respect and yeah I just kind of spent the time really exploring the temples and walking up the steps and observing the monks and yeah it was really um insightful and just watching them seem so peaceful and and at one with themselves you know they say like 
you know they meditate or they're at one with themselves or they don't like you know it's not western culture so it's not the whole busy 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 do 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 get stuff done like stress like you know the the culture and society we've built um when you're a monk or you know in a temple like life isn't like that it's completely different and you start to sit with your mind more and you know over time your mind does end up quite empty I've actually done some like retreats before where like you would be silent and at at the first instant you think oh my god like the ego may start to panic thinking like how how will I survive like uh, you know but you over time like the ego relaxes and you realize who you really are at the base of it all and that's like a very um safe and uh loving human being who is an actual being and not a doing I always say that that you know us as humans we do we feel we think and like we are like beings you know and we rarely spend our time in the being mode you know we're mostly in the doing the feeling and the thinking you know so we have to be more and you know observing those monks in the temples and as they sit there um you know and the big statues of buddha and they're just so peaceful and there's no like do 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 it's more about being in life and being in the moment and that's why like nature is key and that's why i i re- i really am promoting the return to nature because it's going to help solve everything from disease from illness to mind to to the the planet at whole may we realize what it actually is serving us every day you know but we've gone so far from it that we have to come back to it you know and like even for myself you know during this pandemic we all know like it's been you know it's been a series of overwhelming um changes and just back and forth and back and forth and it's been an intense period of change in history and um, the positive is that I do see the return to nature becoming more prominent. We just need it to become a little bit faster, you know, and yeah, it's about really settling into that and not always taking on board, we'll say, what the media are saying and you know returning back to nature to realize what is true and what is your true essence and that all of that projections of negativity and you know I have to take control of it myself because so many people are fixated on the news and when we observe every day like you know killings or deaths or all of these crazy things that are going on like people develop anxiety you know and the more we develop anxiety the more fearful we are and and then you completely lose the sense of yourself and who you are and as a perfectly as a quote I put up yesterday a perfectly formed element of nature and that's who you are but unfortunately we're infiltrated day by day and bombarded with messages of you know inadequacy and a feeling of insecurity and a feeling of all of these 
frightful things going on in the world and yes they're going on but we don't need to see it and deal with it all day every day like we need to come back into ourselves and act from a loving state so I guess that's just a little story to show you how yes the monks are doing it they're living in a loving state and they're in the um the being state a lot of the time but us as westerners we are in the doing state most of the time which can really um make you forget who you are really at the base so for us as westerners who live in a a very um productive society we need to really harness the connection to nature to be able to get into the being mode and realize that that mode is very important to our sustenance to our like to not feeling exhausted to revival of our senses and our body and yeah that's just um some advice as a living in this more in a more demanding world let's say so yeah, in Bangkok, you know, it was super busy and bustling and hustling and all of it and tuk-tuks and beeping and noise and fumes. And even when I'm saying it, like, I'm sure it sounds to you like, oh God. But, you know, then I look at the monks and they're so peaceful. So it really is dependent on your inner environment, you know. But for me, I'm so harnessed with nature that like I knew I had to get to nature as soon as. So that was Bangkok really um and I did visit like some floating markets and you know they eat various insects again and you could even eat scorpions and bits like that and then there's like these night bars where there's karaoke and yeah lots of um raving night bars but I didn't really attend that scene too much um and you know (laughs) honestly like as well on the streets at night like you may even get offerings of you know different things that you may not be interested in which I wasn't um but you can also get like um the thigh massage of course which is phenomenal and like you know five dollars ten dollars you know it's just incredible and they're super strong and yeah I used to get one like nearly every day it was just such a treat so after Bangkok I went up to an area known as Chiang Mai and it is a beautiful area in the north of Thailand and yeah it's really lush and I stayed in a beautiful resort there again like another really like fancy resort for little money like just such little money it was crazy and just like this massive bedroom and just unbelievable swimming pools and you know fresh fruits laid out every day like massive buffets like incredible foods incredible service like the people are just the best then in the mornings like you'd walk along the little like uh wooden pathways and there'd be ponds on either side just super peaceful and like I'd meet the local rice farmers and oh they're just such nice people and they'd talk to you and be so friendly and they're just they're just really nice people overall you know um so what I did there um was a couple of different kind of trips so one of the trips was to visit uh, an elephant safari and the elephants there are beautiful and uh, it was my first time meeting an elephant um so very 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 special and I even got to feed, I remember having like a sugar cane in my hand. I think it was a sugar cane or something. And I remember like putting out my hands with the cane and the elephant wrapped his, um, 
his uh his trunk around it and started like pulling it off me and the baby elephant came over and started pulling it and then they like pulled it off me <laughs> but that was kind of cute but I would say be really really careful in Thailand um, because many elephants are abused and really like used in a non-ethical way and it's so important that we like care for them and just like before you do any sort of safari or anything like that just research the hell out of it like make sure you're going to a place that is respectful to elephants that there's no riding of elephants you know like you may be able to go at one where you can just they might be in the water and you may be able to jump in the water with them or you know bits like that or you may be able to even do like help in a safari like work in one or look after rescued elephants you know always research those kind of things as well because that's really um you know, it really gives back in a heart-centered way um, because they are abused and that's the reality of it, you know. And sometimes we're unaware of that, we're unconscious and, you know, we book tours and we do different things with elephants and it's just, it's not fair, you know. Um, And you can also do, uh, I visited some tigers as well. And again, um, I'll say it as again, um, a lot of the tigers are... Uh, they can be in you know non-ethical environments again captured kind of poaching is devastating in in those countries um and you know people are using parts of tigers in um medicine and all these sorts of things and it's just breaks my heart like you know like there's such an illegal trade going on below our noses for animal products you know, all of these cures that people believe in, all of these um, uh, ideas we have that animals can save us or parts of animals or things they produce and all this sort of stuff. And it's just like, oh, it's crazy. Like, you know, um, yeah, so we have to be really, really, really aware of this um, and be very careful. Um and I remember back along, like, people were asking me, they were like, oh, Tiger King, have you watched Tiger King? You should watch it. And, like, I put it on. And I was like, what is this? I actually couldn't watch it. Like, I was like, you know, I was watching it, like, and I'm very, like, in touch with how I feel when I'm around, you know, situations or watching things. And I was like, I don't feel good watching this at all um just wasn't like serving me I was like I can't I can't do this (laughs) so I turned the show off and I just there was such an obsession over it you know um but we just have to be really respectful of animals and choose ethical um centers for visiting them if that's possible and um don't buy into any sort of uh, abusive centers if you get what I mean um, because animals need to be respected as even as like other beings you know they are other beings they have feelings you know and we need to respect that so you can always look into like stuff like work away and volunteer abroad all of those companies where you can find um, eco 
work abroad and you can even uh, work in a rescue center for a couple of weeks or a couple of months on end and get your food back and imagine how like that feels you know when you do that um so definitely look into that another place i actually visited on one of these tours um was the karen Longneck tribe so I'm not sure if you'd seen it, but uh, it was they've been on National Geographic and you may have seen pictures online where you see these brass rings around the women's necks. And it's like it's quite a controversial topic because the women are and the families are actually refugees. Um, so the story is that they're from Myanmar and they're in Thailand and Basically, what has happened is that they wore the brass rings due to their ancestral heritage. It was always the way and the rings represented beauty. So the more rings on the neck, the more beautiful the woman. However, nowadays, like they believe that the rings are literally for tourist attraction. Um, and the women are so they have a refugee status, so they don't really have much like... Um, rights i think but they do have to earn a living which is how they do it um is by having tourists visit and you know they buy souvenirs and whatnot um so basically that's what's happening now um but it can be like you know you're kind of like should i visit should i not like our tour guide brought us there and they didn't seem like the happiest like we were just walking around we got to observe where they live, very like basic living um, in the mountains around beautiful trees and everything, but just very basic, very little sanitation services. Um, yeah, it looked it looks like a hard life, you know, um, but the rings like when I see it, I'm just like, wow, I I was just like, how this is crazy. So the the girls start wearing the rings at about young age you know five or six and they can take them off again in as a teenager but apparently if the rings have been on that long the rib cage actually collapses and you can't actually live life without them really then because the the neck is too weak you know on a on a basically collapsed rib cage so you end the 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 woman actually ends up needing to wear it um so i can't imagine like how that feels um but nowadays like their only income is tourists coming to visit them in the mountains and like that's how they're surviving and you know if you don't visit then how do they survive you know because they have a refugee status and yeah it's um it's quite an interesting topic you know um so maybe research yourself if you ever do go whether you'd like to visit or not um but yeah and some of the women as well will wear the braces on their ankles and yeah around their shins and maybe on their wrists but I think this is more optional and then like the men go off to work in these villages in agriculture um but again like there's like a radius circumference where they can work so yeah it's um it's a hard life and you know for us living in the western world we must 
realize that there are so many communities out there and societies functioning completely differently and 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 some in very hard environments you know and that was one thing I noticed in Thailand like the sanitation and stuff like you know most of the time I'd be looking for a toilet and what I would find is like a hole in the ground you know I wouldn't have toilet paper like very poor sanitation um and it it opens your eyes it gives you a broad spectrum of the world how lucky you are how lucky you are to be born in a country that's you know part of the first world or you know stuff like this um we really have to be grateful for what we have and the freedom we have as well you know it's it's uh it's something we must not take for granted and fully embrace it and 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 love the lives we live and and love the lives that are available to us and the opportunities because sometimes we forget to be grateful like we get so caught up in our mind and we get up we get so you know like focused on the negative and and how hard life can be and this problem and that problem and you know we must also look at the opportunistic value that our our life holds and just our position on the planet or or the family we were brought into or the country we were brought into or the passport we were given and I noticed that traveling the world that like god like I'm so lucky like like my passport brought me to the most remote and beautiful places of the planet so easily not as easily for other people like I stood in queues with people and I just walked straight through and they were questioned they were brought into rooms they were declined entry just because of their citizenship like it's crazy it says nothing about the person the person could be the most beautiful person ever with amazing values and you know could be doing wonderful work in that country or sharing wonderful insights you know and you're just declined entry so yeah I guess it's just about really um appreciating what we have showing gratitude for our lives and for the opportunities we hold every day as part of you know uh, as part of having a good strong economy and really like um like we have real good quality of life and we must realize this every day and just say thank you um just another point about um the environmental issues facing thailand so i was just researching a bit on it and um it turns out that one of the biggest threats is actually illegal logging and that's to do with you know the remaining forests they're cutting them down but they're doing it illegally and when they're felled they actually smuggle them into Burma and then they're exported as Burmese logs or processed logs and the industry is actually controlled by timber barons who basically have these ties to politicians and the military so the whole thing goes on under the cover and yet again we destroy our beautiful rainforests um and a lot of these villagers in Thailand is their it's their primary source of income. So you can imagine, like in developing countries, like why they're destructing nature. A lot of them don't have income, they're struggling to survive, and yet they look at the trees and they see money. They see money when they see trees. 
and that's it like it's the same in brazil the rainforest they'll see the trees big corporations offering them money we need to make plantations we need timber logs we need this you know here's some money and they're like yes because you know i'm now feel safe and my family are safe and it's just it's critical that we just stop all of this you know and see nature as our survival not as our you know not as the opposition like we need it and every tree matters you know so another thing what you can do as a a customer when you go to shops and different things like always check um that the rainforest alliance logo is on products if you're getting products try to get products with minimal absolute minimal ingredients because the more ingredients on there like the more you're tampering with all sorts of processing and export and import you know um especially things like peanut butter like i always say it like i buy the meridian because there's nothing put into it nothing added whereas most peanut butters like even this week i was inside one of the supermarkets and they have an offer this peanut butter and i was like oh let me have a look turned around the back and there was three different sorts of oils added and there you go the palm oil again like and palm oil is directly linked to the orangutan um clearance of a forest and it's just it's horrific like it's just so sad and you've orangutans literally clinging to one tree and there they go and just cut it down like can you imagine being the person who fells those trees like your heart must be so it must have to just be so cold like you're just hired you're given money and you destroy the environment and there's just orangutan staring at you with no hope you know it's just it breaks my heart um so as a customer and as a country that imports products we need to look at our products more and i will keep saying it buy local buy local because the more you buy local you know the source you know what's put into it and like the more it becomes common like the like price it may be a little bit more but you, if you're buying a low price you know there's something unethical there you know what I mean? Like, if the price is low, there's a reason for it. There's abuse in the background. Whether it's abuse of nature, it's abuse of farmers, it's just the what's going on in the world, like, underneath our eyes. Like, we don't know, you know. And a lot of it is abuse, and a lot of it is counterfeit, and a lot of it is, you know, you even look at prod- some products, like, the the stuff that's in them just makes you addicted and you can't stop you know and that's actually scientifically proven like some potato chips and all those sort of things so my message to you is please choose local 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 stuff that has minimal ingredients if you are getting um different kind of products like that are imported like just check the back of the product yes your supermarket shop might be a little bit longer but god can we make a difference in the world by just checking labels and you know over time you get used to it and you'll be super quick like i when i go to supermarket now i know like i know what products you know not to touch and i know which ones you know that way so you get quick at it and at the start you might be like oh why do i have to look at this but you'll get quicker and it'll be easier and you'll make better choices and as a consumer making a better choice makes you feel better you know you've made a difference or you've supported a local or you know um and buy organic where you can because mostly everything else has been sprayed 
and that's just the reality of life and that is what is being done to our crops they're sprayed and I see it all the time all around me the intensive agriculture and it's horrible and unfortunately we don't make the link between the conditions we suffer with um, in our bodies um, to the chemicals that are introduced into our soil our waterways and obviously our food crops so that is another reason why I grow my own and I am I'm so adamant that we move this way like we have to get off the whole chemical induced um agriculture it's just so unsustainable and yeah so my message overall is choose local choose organic check if it's rainforest alliance check for coffee as well coffee is a big one check if it's rainforest alliance certified you'll see the logo there's another logo um it's called the fsc so it's the forest stewardship council and it's basically a logo with a it's like a tick and it's um a tree basically but they're a non-profit and they have dedicated their work to responsible forestry so you might see certain products and you'll see the the tree and the tick and you'll know that the product has gone through a supply chain where it's responsible forestry basically um so they track material and products through every stage of the supply chain from the forest to the point of reclamation where it's finished and labeled and yeah so that could be anything from um conservatories sheds tools bird tables wallpaper toilet tissue shelves pencils um basically anything made from wood um yeah and yeah you can get like you might see them now like in DIY stores or B&Q but you might also see them even on an egg box maybe or Tesco in Tesco's or so just watch out for that so they also have like 25 years of experience in responsible forestry management and you can actually their website is really good you can look them up and you can look at all their principles and what they do towards like sustainable forestry and it's really good like they protect um, like the forestry management takes into account 10 criteria including like um, we'll say ethnic groups um, different kind of things like workers rights and kind of what environmental values um like how how like basically in terms of like how would they restore the ecosystem after trees are felled you know different things like that so yeah it's a it's a great business um you know ethos and i definitely would uh when you're shopping just if you see anything made from wood just have a look and see if you can spot the logo and yeah and if you do spot the logo actually you might even send me a picture of it because I think sharing these kind of things is really good and it can really open up a new space for us to become more aware and conscious consumers and that's the same with the Rainforest Alliance logo like if you see any products with that like I'd be really keen to see which products you do buy with that and just make sure also with the palm oil don't buy just don't buy palm oil and products um check your sauces those gravies any anything processed like you can be sure there's palm oil added in 
So guys, I suppose uh, a little update on the bits on the farm. Um, the bees are doing great. We have a little, I don't know, do we call it a heat wave at the moment? Um, so the bees have gotten really busy and they're flying in and out of the hive. Like last night at about seven, they were busting out of the hive, like coming out the front door. So I spoke with a beekeeper down the road. Um, I, I, I kind of had assumed that anyway, that it was probably very hot um and he just said just open the lid so I might just do that um today um and give them a bit of air so they're they would be trying to keep the hive at a temperature you know so it was probably too hot for them and obviously they're dehydrating the nectar as well into honey so that's another big job but um it's amazing at night and my patrons would have would have seen this as well um to be able to feel that um, the buzz and the vibration and and the smell and the noise and the just the men the um the energy exchange when you can like put your ear up to the hive or sit with them it's uh it's phenomenally um moving in your body this is a beautiful exchange um so I hope um the patrons who visited enjoyed that. And as well as I'm um, looking into the frames and stuff and tasting the different honey, um, that was wonderful. And um, so that's the bees. The bees are doing great. I probably inspect them again after a few days of heat to check how their stores are and yeah, just to see how the numbers are doing. Um, but they're doing great. I'm really proud of them. And. They're on the blackberry still at the moment. The blackberry's still flowering, so they're still on that. And um, yeah, um, the growing. I actually this morning found some cucumus melon. Um, not sure why I have a Latin accent saying that. Um, but yeah, it's basically the melon, which is more like it's actually a member of the cucumber family. Um, so I found two of them this morning because I have like um, two kind of um nettings on either side of the tunnel so one side i have the watermelon and a few of them like one of them's growing really big like the size of my hand almost yeah the size of my hand one melon and the other ones are kind of half the size of my hand and then this morning i was going around and like crawling through my tropical garden <laughs> and like sometimes i'm like where am i i look up and all i can see is leaves it's so oh just amazingly invigorating and i was like oh wow there's melons down here. I found melons. I found one up on a piece of um so basically I have like a tray um with two big kind of wooden blocks um and there was like one melon up on that resting so it had grown up the trellis and just landed itself on it. Like I'm just every time I see nature doing something like that I'm like oh my god so cute and how amazing it's supporting itself. Super cute. And then I found another one just hanging. So I just kind of like hooked on one of the, um, uh, one of its, uh, uh, vines and, um, hopefully that will support it a bit more. Um, but yeah, super exciting and just so much abundance at the moment. And yeah, just an amazing time to witness nature and all her glory and color and vibrancy. And we're having a beautiful heat kind of heat wave at the moment here so it's marvelous so I hope everybody's getting out into nature exploring witnessing the pollinators like even in the woods at the back um there's all this wild flower or weeds as some people may call them um but there I researched the name and it's called Bartzia I think I've I didn't know the name but the 
bumblebees are all over it like all over it and I just witnessing them like coming to the flower and grabbing the nectar and then moving but they're just so good at it like and there was one flower in particular I watched for like 10 minutes and so many bumblebees came to it like they work so hard at pollination it's just incredible it's just incredible so again another tip observe the pollinators um and yeah just uh, get out in nature explore I've been surfing this morning I said I would take advantage of the waves and my family being here and the girls had a little surf with me so it was wonderful and they got to see me ride a wave which was just I was just beautiful you know because they have um just moved home and uh it's just a beautiful thing to share with them what I do and to show them that girls can go out in the water and they can like catch a wave you know like it's not just dominated by males because a lot of the time it can be you know so that was really nice and they were like wow that was amazing and I got I rode the wave all the way out to the end of the shore where they were on their little body boards and it was just amazing for them to see that and for me to experience it and be like kind of like a role model for them you know because when I was younger I never saw girls surfing there ever ever like I it was always guys I saw you know and and it didn't seem you know you kind of want to see like for me it would have been amazing to see a female out there because I would have been like oh I can do that but you know yeah I think it took me to maybe go away and see it I don't know but it's great now that I've gotten into it so if you haven't tried surfing go and try it get in the sea and have fun and forget about the worries that we make you know it's an amazing de-stressor and and just feeling at one and and even when I was out there I met another surfer and we were both on the waves and it was lovely even some party waves where there's two on the wave more and there was like fish jumping up in the air and there was a seal out far and just people kayaking and just it's just amazing um because there's so much going on in the world now and there's a lot of stress and um uncertainty so it's so important that we do that for ourselves and take care of ourselves and yeah that's it really um and just a final thank you from me to the patrons for supporting the podcast. And um, if you would like to support this podcast and help me grow my work and my message, I would really appreciate um, your contribution. And you get extra content as well. Um, I regularly put up videos and footage about nature, travel, bees, that sort of stuff. So if you're into that and you'd like to join the community and yeah, become part of this greater cause, I would really appreciate your support. And that's over on Patreon. And the link is in my bio in Instagram if you're following me on there. And yeah, just a final thank you from me to everybody uh, for your support and just just listening in and learning about nature and being open to it because we need to change We need to make this change and we need to keep it growing. So guys, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the sunshine. And yeah, just uh, if you enjoyed the episode, give it a share or pop me a message sometime and give me some feedback and I'll be happy to chat. So have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye.